ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, TerraMaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. TPR Stabilizer, a leader in steering dampener technology, brings you the new Q5 Sport ATV damper with better control and handling with an upgraded vane and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talks Amy. Tori Matisic, how are you? Thanks for coming on ATV Talk. Good, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for coming back to see us. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Hey, um, congratulations, three-time. Thank you. How's it feel? Feels good. Feels really good. Let's just get right to the nitty-gritty. I want to get down deep with you on some emotions here. Um, You've had a pretty up-and-down season. Uh, Well, I mean that uh, in a good way because you've been on the podium in the Pro-Am You've clinched your third championship with one round to go. Um, talk about how you feel and what it feels like. Um, I think it's a pretty great feeling. I think this year in Pro-Am, especially, I have become way better rider. Um, racing with those men out there, they it really pushes me and I used to do the pro-am races here and there, but I've never done a full season. So being consistent, even though I'm not on podium, I mean, I've made podium once, but being consistent, it still puts you in points. Like still I'm fourth in points. So it's still kind of like, whether you podium or not, just being out there and consistent finishing the races, um, you still have a chance of winning. So that's definitely my goal for next year is to podium overall in prime this year. It's kind, it's close. I mean, anything could happen. So I guess we'll see at the last round, but other than that, it's, it's been a great year for me. And I think that overall it made me a more confident writer doing the pro sections and just the starts they used to be so intimidated going out there with all the guys next to me and now i go out there and i'm confident and i know i am a good rider and so i think 
they should be to be a little worried next year. <laughs> Are you changing anything on your program for next year? Um, as of right now, no. I mean, my quads run great, so. Not any, no big sponsorship changes? Um, no, I pretty, I pretty much have stuck with, um, all my same sponsors that I have right now have still stuck with me. I mean, been sponsored by some of us, by most of the companies I'm sponsored by now have sponsored me since I was on my 250. So kind of. So just kept everything the same. Talk to me about the thrill for being on the podium with the Pro-Am. It was awesome. I, I mean, when I came off, I wasn't sure because people broke down and I came off and my whole family was jumping. And I mean, I was in tears because I was just so excited and it was the weekend I turned 21. It was at my hometown. So it couldn't have been any better than that. In Havasu with everybody there. Yes. That pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yes, my whole family was there. You were talking to me about having some other things going on in your life. Um, what what what's been going on in the backstory that nobody knows about that that you wanted to elaborate on? Um, I've been, I mean, I work full time. I've been doing school for a while. Um, I'm actually leaving my current job on Wednesday is my last day, and I am starting my career in real estate. So that will be very exciting. Um, so you're going to be a real estate agent or a broker? Um, so you have to be a real estate agent for three years and then you could be a broker, but I am starting off as uh, working for a real estate company. I almost have my license. I have my test in December and then I will be an agent and then kind of see where it goes from there. I eventually do want to get my broker's license. Um, but as of right now, as of right now, just a real estate agent. <laughs> well, that's, that, you can make quite a good living at that. If you can sell houses and talk and things like that. Yeah. The more you put in, the more you get out. Exactly. Same with Raytheon. Mm-hmm. Have you modified any of your training program? Um, yeah, I have been, uh, I've been doing a little bit more like working out, running stuff like that. Um, I kind of fit that more into my program. I was lacking a little bit, but it definitely has helped with some of the longer races. So once I, once I heard the races were getting longer, I was like, I need to step up a little bit because I don't want to be, I mean, a lot of people get tired out there and I don't want to be the one that gets tired. I want to just keep on going and stay consistent. So. So you've had to, so you've had to pick up the program a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's doing well for me. You've won almost every round this year, haven't you? Yes. Except for one, which is, Idaho. What happened in Idaho that was so much different? I I don't know. It was 
I mean, it was such an easy track. And I think that's where it kind of like affected me, I guess. I'm really good with the rough, whooped out track and all of that kind of stuff. Um, the It was pretty much just flat turns and I took off. My start was okay. Um, Donna was in front of me. I was right on her butt the whole entire time. And since it was so flat and it was kind of like a concrete, like hard, compact, um, it was, there was a turn I came into. It was really slippery and I ended up sliding and getting stuck. So that was pretty much like the second to last lap. So I lost a lot of time on that. But I mean, Donna was ripping it on that race. It was it was a fun race. It was a fun race, even though you got second? Yes, because there was, I mean, I went out there and I didn't really, I go out there and I hope like for some competition in that race, I was, when I was behind her, I was like thinking, wow, she's really riding hard. And so it makes me ride harder when I have someone to chase or, I mean, she, I was really pushing myself trying to get around her. So it was a fun race. That's good. That's what you need is you need somebody to push you. Um, have you heard any, has there been any movement on going with the women's pro? So I did talk to Heather actually today because she told me about the whole um, meeting at the next race. Uh, she said it is a go. And she says that probably once we first start, it's not going to be as like anything big, but I'm thinking it's pretty much going to be how the women's day is now. Um, so they're trying to do it on a Saturday so we could still do pro-am on Sunday and pretty much just, she pretty much just said it's blue background, white, white numbers, but I don't get to carry on my one W. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed about. Really? I think they should let you. I talked to her today and she said that since it is a new class, that after like 2022, if I get the championship or whoever gets it can carry that one W plate. Um, she thinks since it is like a whole new class, it's kind of like a whole new restart, I guess, which is understandable. Um yeah, but you worked hard for that number one for three years. Yeah. And your sponsors like that one being on that machine. I know. Yeah. I am bummed about it, but. Was it what number did you pick? Uh, my normal number, 319. Really? Yeah. Okay. You say so. <laughs> I mean, I wish it was still 1W, but. <laughs> 111. Yeah. For three time, right? 319 is, I mean, that's always been my number. I still, at the races and stuff, they still put me down as 319. Everyone just kind of knows me as 1W. So, what, Where does the 319 come from, if you don't mind me asking? It's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, make it simple, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how I, a lot of people use their birthdays. That's not how I know, like, I usually know people by their numbers. And then I 
that's just usually their birthday. I feel like a lot of people I know. It's easy. Wow. I never even thought of making my number my birthday. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, I just ended up with a number because of football. Yeah. And, and they always changed, you know? Yeah. And I ran number two in works for, oh, wow. Three years. And then they made me go to a, a above 50 number because of the pro class. They had to have a distinguished. They don't do that now, but the red plates are able to run lower numbers uh, yeah. now, but they weren't before. You know, you, I don't believe you can be a single digit, but you can be, uh, you know, I know Rick is 21. So he's inside the top 50. Um, yeah. I don't know if anybody else in the, well, Braden Chauffel was 17. So uh, they allow that overlap. So I guess it, whatever works, works, right? Yeah. So yeah, my, my number used to be 77 for the longest time. And then when I actually started doing work, someone had that number. So I had to pick another one. And I was like, well, 319 it is. <laughs> It's kind of been my number since besides the one W. Kind of a shame to break up that one W, isn't it? Yes, but I will work for it next year. You think it's going to, you think it's going to be harder? I don't know. I mean, I know like Lane, she's been practicing a lot and she's getting, I mean, I had a good battle with her. Um, I think it was Cedar City, one of the other, one of the races. Um, I had a pretty good battle with her. Her chain ended up breaking, but I mean, it is coming. It's, I could tell that the girls are picking up like their pace and it is pushing me to be a better writer also because when they're starting to catch up to me, I, I mean, I notice every little thing with how people improve on their writing. Like I really pay attention to that in practice and everything. Sometimes I'll even ride behind them and just see kind of like their techniques or how they're taking a turn, how they're jumping, all that kind of stuff. And it does make me a better writer also because I will pick up on that and I'll start pushing myself more and more. So I, do you ever get to go work with any of the pros? Um, I haven't in a while. Uh, I did ride with Travis a couple of times, but over summer, like once summer hit, we, no one really rode. And then it's still, a little warm in Havasu like today was in the 90s which is very rare um so I have been riding a little bit here and there but I haven't rode with any pros or anything like that well, Havasu is normally not in the 90s this time of year no it's usually like in the 60s after after Halloween it usually is about in like the 60s 70s like high 60s low 70s and then it will start to get colder and colder but still pretty hot yeah it's in the, in the 90s over here in san diego too it's crazy i know oh i wonder what's going on i wonder what, what's it supposed to be like uh in works 
I don't even know. I, <laughs> I haven't even looked. I was expecting cold temperatures. I'm wondering if it's going to be warm. I know it's usually pretty cold by this time, but I don't know because it's pretty warm here. Might not be as cold. Well, we'll we'll get to see here in a couple of days, won't we? Yes. Well, this will air after this will air after, so people will be thinking it works. It's over. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> well, we always pre-tape ahead, just so anybody that's new listening, I'm I'm usually a few weeks ahead, if not a month ahead on when these, when these episodes are taped and, and aired. So what was your favorite race this year? Havasu. No, well, the one, the, 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 <laughs> okay. How about, how about what was your favorite uh, woman's a race this year? Um, I would still say, well, so we did Havasu two rounds and I would say probably the first round in Havasu, which was in January, was just, it was just the start of the season. We had quite a few girls out there. We had um, one girl, I think Kate Osborne from back East. She came out and race, which was pretty neat because I didn't really know of her until she did come out and race. And that was pretty neat having her there. And we also had, I mean, that class, we probably had like six in the class the first round. And I was thinking going into the season, well, are we going to have more girls? But then some races we have more girls, some we don't, but that race was pretty fun just because we did have more girls out there. Um, Havasu is my favorite track uh, just because it's rough and it is my hometown track. I've been riding on it for a long time. So, and then probably the next one after that was Havasu on my birthday, just because my whole family was there, they could be there. And um, it was just a good race weekend. Well, winning the women's class and then podium in the, in the pro-am would make anybody happy. That's, yes. that's a pretty awesome accomplishment. <clears throat> so when you go to the pro class, how are you going to keep the fire burning inside because you're transferring to a new class or do you have a new awakening as far as what your goal is and, and getting to a different plateau? Is that what you're going to use for your driving force to keep you uh, motivated? Um, I would think so. It is. Gosh, how do <laughs> um, it is. I think that it is going to be like more motivating because we are like the class is going to get more recognition and be more noticed. I don't think as a woman, a writer, we are as noticed as like women pro writers. I think it is going to open a lot of doors for us girls with our sponsors and just kind of getting our name out there. Really, I love having, like, I love seeing girl racers out there. I like to make a difference. I like to show people, like, us girls could ride with these guys. I mean, I have little girls come up to me at the race and say they want to be just like me, and it's just, like, a good feeling inside knowing that I'm showing these little girls that are learning that they could be like me one day and race in the pro-am class. So I think my goal is to stay pretty much, I mean, 
I do want to obviously get the championship. My goal is to get that women's eight or women's pro championship the first year. And I am really going to put in the effort to get the pro-am championship. I really want to be the top three. I think that would be awesome. Um, And so, yeah. If you got the pro-am championship, would you consider racing? in the pro men's division? I maybe, so if I, <laughs> that's, so it kind of depends on how, cause this year it was kind of like my first year and I podium once, but just because I've been so consistent and I finished all of my races, it put me in fourth in points so far. Um, I think if next year, my goal is to podium more throughout the year and to finish overall top three. I don't know if I would do it the next year, but maybe after that. Um, I think next year is really going to be like I'm going to be very focused and I'm going to take it a little bit more serious and kind of see where it puts me. the guys in the pro class are extremely, extremely fast. So I don't know if I would jump right into that, but maybe one day. What do you think the biggest factor would be for you to make that jump? What would be something that you would have to do in your program to put you there? Um, I would say I would really need to practice more. I don't think I get, I mean, I do, I know that I don't practice enough. Um, my schedule is so busy in my personal life that I try to get out there and practice. Um, it is a little difficult for me, especially when the races are so close together because I have like my schooling and all that. And then we do have to get my quads ready. So it's always hard hard to find some time in between there, but I have been working on that. So, but really the big thing is practicing. I think I need more practice. That's huge. See, mm-hmm. time is everything. That's, that's what develops all riders into uh, the champions that they want to be or, or gets them to the level that they want to be. That's pretty awesome. <clears throat> so do you think that uh, your competitors are going to up their game because it's going to be a pro class next year. Have you had any interaction with them? Um, I've had a little bit of interaction. Uh, I mean, I know Lane, she practices so much. I know she, she's really upping her game. Um, this whole, like this whole season, each race, you could tell she's getting better and better. Um, I do think she is, I think they said that they were going to run the pro-am class as well. So that would be nice to have us two girls racing in the pro-am. So, but I mean, I know they are upping their game. I haven't really talked to Donna about it that much, but hopefully at this next race, we could talk a little bit more about it. So now that it's official. Right. That's that's pretty awesome. And they just told you that because you had the conversation today with them. Yeah, I wasn't. I always 
like everyone was talking about it already, but I never heard from actually a works worker that it was going to be official. So I just, I mean, I asked her and she said, yeah, it's official. That's pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. what, what are they going to, did they get into the scheduling with you at all? Uh, she said she was still trying to figure out where she's going to put it. She says that she's probably going to do it like the dirt bike side. Um, and then you could still qualify. So it would probably be with like mostly the same class, uh, just a different row. I wish they would split the production and open classes mm-hmm. and run A, B, C, or, or <clears throat> do another pro race for the, like you could do production pro, women's pro, production A, production B, you know, and maybe something else in, in your A classes as well. And then during the open class, they could run an open pro and then open A, open B, and then run some other classes in there as well. Give the pros another shot to make a little money and it would allow you to qualify for the race on Sunday as well. Yeah, that would be, it's kind of how like the side-by-sides are. They have a couple different pro classes, um, which is kind of neat. You see, I mean, I see all their podiums and they have, I think maybe two or three pro classes, which is kind of nice. Well, it gives more more opportunity to make more money. Yeah. Well, the problem with the side-by-side is you got to have two or three different cars, which it gets astronomically expensive. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> expensive. What, uh, have you done any special suspension testing or do you think that you're going to get some time with Doug Roll to uh, modify your shocks or t- to upgrade that game for yourself? Um, I haven't really done much with the suspension. It's kind of, I mean, we mess with it every, like we mess with it here and there, but as of right now, it's pretty good. It's set up pretty good. I've been actually hitting, I've been coming out of my comfort zone and I've been hitting more jumps. So I'm getting, also getting better at that. Uh, before I was a little, like a little scared to hit some of the bigger jumps, but now riding with the faster guys, I have been trying to follow them over the jumps to match their speed. And um, once I hit it, it's like easy peasy, but <laughs> it's always that first, that first time. And then it's like, oh my gosh, this is so easy. Why didn't I do it before? Well, because you didn't know it was easy. I know. Yeah, it's not it's not the jump that scares you. It's the sudden stop on the other side. Yeah. Or it's intimidating how high you see everyone get or how fast you think you have to go to hit it. And you're not going as fast as you think you are. No. <laughs> That's too funny. That's too funny. <clears throat> Anything special that that I needed to know coming into this episode? Uh, you made it sound like you had something that you wanted to tell us. No, not really. I just kind of wanted to do a recap of the whole season and just how the pro-am 
classes going for me. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Fourth in points going into the last round with the potential to get third. Potential. <laughs> What's the gap? Um, I think like maybe 10 points. So you need help. Yeah. But, you know, anything can happen. People could break. And we also do have that um, one where we drop at the end and then you get the five points for all of the races, like if you do all of the races. So don't they figure in the drop already? They haven't for the pro-am class. They have for like the women's A class. They have taken that. They usually highlight it like red, but the pro-am class, they have not done that yet. So. Wow. I I, I like the no drop thing, but they got to do something to make the amateurs to give them a better shot to make every race. And then the bonus to get, to get to every race, uh, to get the, the, is it a five point bonus? Yeah. Uh, I, I know that that's changed finishes. That five point bonus has changed it a few times. Yeah. I would, I mean, I think they should almost do a, like one of your, best scores drop it because it's almost like you want to do one bad race so you could get the less like less points dropped because I mean if you think about it last year I had one every single race in the women's day and then I had 25 points dropped and I mean the person below me could have got fifth and only got like 15 points dropped so yeah that at that point it seems unfair but it is a system that there, if you're winning every race, you're not going to, you're not going to drop in 25 points is not going to get you beat. Yeah. <laughs> you're still going to win, win the championship because you're gaining 10 or 12 points on that individual every time. So that's not a big deal. Yeah. What's your, besides Havasu, what are you looking forward to in the next year's schedule? Um, well, I, I'm looking forward to going back to Idaho just because that is the race that like I did get beat in. So I want to be able to improve myself there at that track. Um, so I am looking forward to going back there because I kind of want my redemption for that one. So <laughs> do you think that they're going to change it up to make it more technical? Maybe, um, I don't know. The land out there was pretty flat, so I don't know if they could change it a whole lot more just because it was really flat, but they may. I, I was told they were going to make it more technical. Oh, really? Yep. Well, that would be a plus for me. I think it'd be a plus for everybody. You know, if, if you have a freeway, it's, it's not fun because everybody's the same speed mm -hmm. yeah and it kind of all depends on your machine and how fast your machine is with all of that kind of flat like all those flat straightaways it's not so much of I mean it is the rider also but it, your machine takes a lot place in that like some straightaways I will just like they will just fly by me, but 
um, not all. all. That, yeah, but all that technical stuff, I that's where I do good at. So we never talk about this very much, but I know your mom, and how is she taking the three times? She's excited, and she's very excited for the pro class next year, just because she knows it makes me like, really happy. So makes her happy that we have that class now, just because I've been wanting this class for, I mean, since I started Women's A, I was always like, why isn't there a women's pro class? But so she's excited for next year. All it took was starting a conversation, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. If you'd have known then what you know now, you may have started that conversation three years ago. Yes, maybe. Or it may just be because Randy wants to switch it up a little bit, wants to get some more girls out. Um, I do know the next race in Prim, I heard that you may be having some girls from the East come out. So that would be pretty cool. I haven't heard, but I'm hoping. Mm -hmm. Um. I know that you're going to have Hunter Hart and Josh Merritt and Johnny Gallagher come out for the pro class, mm -hmm. uh, but I haven't heard of any, anybody else. Um, rumor was Walker Fowler was going to make it, but then, then that, that fell through. Um, I'm excited to have the guys come out. Um, talk on the social media is that, uh, they're thinking that the cross country guys are going to come back and beat up on the works guys. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't necessarily believe that Joel Hetrick coming and beating up on the works guys is one thing, but Hunter's fast and he's good. And, and Josh Merritt's got some skills. Johnny Gallagher's got some skills, but, um, that's a whole different level from to Joel Hedrick. Yeah. And <laughs> also like Prim is really, Prim gets really rough and it just beats the crap out of you pretty much. And with the race, since Glen Helen was a double round, the race was pretty much cut in half. So also the race is going to be 90 minutes. Um, some of those guys only race for like 20 minutes. So, well, the motocross guys only race for 20 minutes, but the woods guys race for two hours. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're not, that, that's not going to affect them. I think the overall speeds, because they don't travel the same speeds. Yeah. You know, so there's going to be some different differences there. Um, have you talked to any of the other professional women? Um, I've talked to Hannah. Uh, I talked to, I've talked to her a couple times. I'm really trying to get her to come out to a works race. Um, she says that she will try to make one next year, but I'd really like, I know it's all different. She kind of said, well, if I come out to a works race, you got to come out to one of my races, which I would totally try to do because I would like to, try to race somewhere different um i've raced works pretty much my whole life and it would be nice to see where i would fall kind of in that type of racing um i mean it's all so technical so it'd be way different but it would be 
yeah, if you go back and race in the back in the woods, you're gonna have to narrow your bike up, do some suspension testing, and and it's it's a whole different world riding in the mud and the trees. Oh yeah. You, from a desert girl to a trees, I oof. I want to see it happen, but man, have you, you never gotten a fight with a tree before? Um, a tree trunk, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what you'd be fighting with out there. Is a oh, yeah. is a tree trunk in the cinders? That was a fun. That's probably the closest place, other than Washougal, not Washougal, but uh, Stradline, uh, that we could ever call a woods style race. Mm -hmm. You know, the cinders in Stradaline in Washington. Yes, the cinders was probably one of the roughest tracks I've ever raced on. It was a it was a AZOP race, but that track was. I mean, that track really beat me up. Um, I did hit a tree trunk, um, came out of nowhere. But other than that, it was just all the whoops and going through all the trees. It was it was a tough one. So you think you're ready for the woods? I think I'm ready for anything that I pretty much, I mean, I would be ready if we, like the Washington race, that was a fun race. And I would totally be down to go back to that race. That was, I mean, that was like tree to tree. You're going through these small little areas. A lot of the time, um, there were some spots where it would open up, but that was pretty, I wish we would go back there. I would like that track rather than Idaho, but well, we, get cool. we get uh, the have you ever Have you ever reached out and spoken to Andy, Andrea Berger? Um, I have not. I do follow her on like social media and stuff, but I've never personally spoke with her. That's coming. I know. I'm, I'm excited for that one. Well, this will air before that episode drops. Um, so people will get to meet Hannah Hunter and Andrea Berger and Tori Matisic all at the same time on ATV Talk. It's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, that will be, that'll be a neat one. We have some uh, definite different things coming up. Uh, you know, we're going to be doing a press conference, which will already have aired when this comes out, mm -hmm. but we're going to, we're doing a thing called, uh, uh, ATV shorts mm -hmm. sponsored by ATV talk, where we're going to, once a week, we're going to have a, a couple topics that we talk about. Uh, the first one's going to be about the hall of fame with Gary Denton in the AMA. Unfortunately, works is not an AMA sanctioned event, so you get no credit. Yeah. Which is horrible, but um, the AMA inducting an ATV rider into the Hall of Fame was pretty huge. Yeah. Um, it put us on the map and allowed us to, uh, instead of being that uh, child in the corner that nobody wants to talk about, now we're center stage and in the headlines that uh, now they have to talk about us. Yeah. Which, which young people like you need to push for the AMA to to promote this because if they're going to promote ATV racing, whether it it's AMA riders or non AMA riders, uh, it, it needs to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. And maybe the works affiliation, because they have some affiliation with the motorcycles in the AMA, maybe that they could have some affiliation with the ATVs and, and get the ATVs into the Hall of Fame or get them recognized by the AMA. Um, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. I mean, there's there's accomplishments and championships and other things than that. Um, I know that this is not supposed to be spoken about, but uh, disciplines, you're possibly going to get into some different realms of racing. Um, I know that we tentatively talked about others uh, potential to be a desert race. Uh, we won't get into it any further than that, that we hope that that happens for you because you are a west coast gal and desert racing is such a huge thing um you get a little bit of a taste for it in the works but uh, to get you out in the desert that would be pretty awesome yeah i have been reached out to and i've it's still all in the air um we'll kind of figure out whether we're going to do that kind of the next round um so after that, we'll pretty much know for sure. It's going to be really um, close because we are looking to do uh, the best in the desert in January, uh, the Parker 250. So that would be pretty awesome. I have wanted to do a race like that for a while. It just takes a lot. I mean, you have to have a big pit crew and you have to know what you're doing when you're doing those races. And I've never done one before. So it's kind of, we're all new to it. Um, so it would be nice to have the extra help out and have all those extra pit members um, that actually know what they're doing. So it is kind of all in the air right now. So we will know the next we. We will know by this weekend, but other than that, uh, I'm hoping it works out. So that would be pretty awesome. I think it would um, pretty much, it, I think it would get me out there a little bit more. And um, I mean, I wanna, I know I'm the top girl at works, but I wanna kind of explore more and see where else I'm good at. I mean, I, don't know because I've never raced anything different. So what does your team think about you going and exploring different options? Like my family or yeah, your, your mom and Jack, I want to, I want it to be more like uh, <laughs> my team. Yeah, yeah. Your team, you know, um, they think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, they, they don't know anything about it either. So we would all kind of be going into this, like, I mean, pretty much we're newbies to that kind of racing. So I think it would be, they're, they're excited. And um, I think since it is close to home, it's a little bit like easier to, since it is such a short notice and it's so close. Um, and then we have the, first race of the season the weekend after so but other than that they're excited they I mean they support me either way so how's Jack doing he's doing good he's actually he started riding his bike and he went jet skiing over the weekend and he's doing a lot better so is is uh can I talk about his hips 
Yeah. Okay. And I didn't know if not everybody knew that he's had some hip issues and the doctors released him to do these things or is he just said, I'm done sitting on the sideline? Um, they kind of told him he has to pretty much take it easy. I think after all the surgeries, they told him you probably won't, won't be able to do a lot of the things you did. I mean, he had his back done and his hips. And so it is hard for him to do a lot of stuff like with the quads, it is a lot for him. So I do try to help out as much as I can. Um, but other than that, he's, he's awesome. And I definitely would not be able to do it without him. And he's there every single race. He, my quad is always on that starting line and I have finished every single race this season. So he, He's, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it without him. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I really like Jack. Yeah. He's one of my biggest supporters. I would say he's your number one fan next to your mom, but that's kind of hard, pretty hard. It's pretty <laughs> hard to push her out of the way, you know, right? Yeah. She, she's had to miss a couple races this season which this is the first season she's had to miss races um we lost four animals this year so she's had to stay home a lot and deal with that and it's it's hard for her not being at the races um especially when she has to take care of our animals so she is excited to be going to the last race so that's awesome Mm-hmm. that's awesome Tori I want to thank you so much for coming on ATV talk and talking with us about your third championship and things that are going on in your life it's always a pleasure and you're always welcome here on ATV talk thank you thank you for having me the team here at ATV talk would love your feedback please email us at hello at ATV San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.